0: Welcome to the Oh For Food Sake podcast, where we unwrap the struggles of working in the food industry so that you can thrive in what you do best while sustaining a rewarding and fulfilling career or business. We
1: are your hosts, Lucy Wager, food industry consultant and Amy Wilkinson, coach and facilitator, bringing you our expertise of starting a food brand and working in the food industry for the last 20 years our podcast is for you to find new ways to cope with the daily struggles, but mostly to inspire you to work on what's not working to ultimately improve your career or business long term.
0: Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of Oh For Food's Sake. We are really excited this week because it's actually our anniversary episode. I can't believe it's been a whole year of podcasting with Amy. It's just so, so brilliant. And Flo, our fabulous producer, came up with a really cool idea and basically messaged Amy and I and said, have you had any thoughts about what you'd like to do for your anniversary episode? Because I wondered whether it might be a good idea to do a best of episode. So taking the best bits and so Amy and I immediately replied like, wow, that sounds so cool, but how are we going to do it? and before <laughs> oh, yeah yeah exactly so this is literally two days ago and we're releasing you know in the next few days as well so this is going to be the quickest turnaround episode that we've probably ever done actually yeah probably
1: apart from episode one when we were like because that's the thing isn't it like we've we've always been it and we need to say thank you to flo because she yeah we were, we were her first clients she was our first yeah. producer and she's just been ace from the start and you know this whole kind of There's been so much where we've just had like last minute Things go wrong, or yeah. you know, kids getting sick like constantly. In fact, mine's in the room room next door at the moment, <laughs> being looked after by her auntie because you know that's the world we live in. But that Flo always like pulls out of the bag for us. So she's done this, and Flo is just amazing because she she will just do everything to turn this around. And you know, we're like, oh yeah, that's a really great idea. We're not the ones that have to go through. <laughs> no, all of it. Had we to didn't even know everything. what was
0: entailed. We we're like, what do we have to do? Do we need to listen to episodes? And Flo was just like, leave it with me. I'm going to come up with a plan. And then I'll let you know. And so we've taken the top performing, the most popular episodes and we've taken our favourite bits, the bits that have made us laugh and hopefully the bits that you have all really enjoyed because we wouldn't be here without you. And we're so grateful for everybody that listens to us. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody that listens.
0: It's incredible. We we just love we love doing this,
1: don't we, Amy? I think, you know if you think back to when we started and even now when we're just it is just like two friends chatting isn't it and we're yeah. like feels like nobody's listening and then we get these messages of people from people all the time saying yeah you know love the podcast have taken on some of the the things that you've talked about and it just it just feels so amazing to know that people are listening and people are feeling less alone in the food industry it's so you know Keep massaging our ego and give us the feedback. (laughs) (laughs) But but also, you know, just thank you, thank you for listening, thank you for all your support and for everybody that is has been sharing the podcast with other people. We know somebody must have shared it this week because our downloads went ridiculous, didn't we? And we're like, yeah, this is that you know they were ten times the amount they normally are. So somebody, somebody, somewhere has told. A large group of people about us so whoever so, yes. you are thank yeah. you
0: <laughs> and whoever you are can you tell us who you are and what what happened because this is it was like amazing and yeah. we were like really scratch our heads and we both put posts on LinkedIn. well i shared your post yeah and to try and find out and uh, um somebody said or oh, joe elsden shout out to joe elsden he'll be featuring in some of the some <laughs> of the best bits <laughs> she posted and said maybe somebody mentioned something at ife so if anybody knows how this happened we would love to know and more of that please (laughs) yeah yeah
1: keep on sharing keep on sharing and we're going to talk in a little bit about we're going to run a a giveaway and a competition for to to try and widen the reach of the podcast because it is helping loads of people do you know what I I don't think I've told you this Lucy I was talking to someone the other day and um, it was actually somebody that I'd like been talking to about potentially running workshops and whatever but they didn't have the budget to do it at the time but they're using the podcast as like book club for the team, sort of thing. Like listen to oh, the podcast wow. and then then chat about the subjects that come up in it. So it's just amazing to that is incredible to hear that it's being used as a resource for for teams yeah. um, within the food industry. Incredible. Wow! So that's
0: give, that's actually given me goosebumps. Yeah, like wow, that's so incredible. I
1: do feel emotional. Yeah, and I think you know we we just love doing this together, don't we? It's yeah. Like, Teammates doing this but actually to know it's having that effect for people is just yeah and it's
0: like it's it's something that just came into my head is this is a hobby for me like when people say but when I was younger people say oh you know what are your hobbies I never really knew what to say I'd say like yoga running yeah but actually this is a true hobby because I enjoy it so much but it's a bit more than that, I suppose, because it's so closely linked to work. Yeah. But I guess this is the thing, isn't it? Because every we, this is what we talk about. People go into the food industry because they love food. Mm-hmm. And it's often a hobby and th- something that we yeah. all love doing. And a doing. passion,
1: isn't it?
2: It's a yeah. like passion. Yeah,
0: it is. And and the other thing that has been so brilliant about the podcast is all the incredible guests that we've had, the yes. conversations that it stimulated. The yeah. friendships that we've made on social media, because we've sort of started these
1: conversations with people. Yeah, and and collaborations that I've seen happen yeah. between people that have met through us talking about that other person on the podcast is just yeah. like
0: yeah, the fabulous. networking. Yes, amazing.
1: Yeah. So, so, go on, you go. go on. <laughs> we still talk <laughs> over each other though.
0: <laughs> I, I bet we were gonna. I bet we were gonna say the same thing. I was gonna say, okay. shall we go through in true Amy style? The tadalist list of the
1: podcast. Yes, let's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was what I was going to say. <laughs> so obviously, I mean, if you've not heard, you've been under a rock because I've been sh- we've been sharing it all over social media. But obviously, the one that feels like most top of mind for us at the moment is that we did win an award a few weeks ago for the best health and well being podcast of twenty twenty two at the Podcasting for Business Awards, and that was. That was amazing, wasn't it? Because, yeah. you know, obviously we know we get support from you guys as listeners, but, you know, there was a panel of judges and, you know, I think my sister said to me, she was like, there was there was actual other people you were up against that their titles were health and wellbeing and you still won, And it's like, <laughs> but I think that was so important to us, wasn't it? Because yeah. it is at the heart of what we want to talk about. You know, we talk about yeah. all different issues in the food industry, but actually... The well-being of the people within the food industry is so important to us yeah Um, and it's why
0: we started it isn't it you know we because we had both had this common feeling of that we hadn't looked after ourselves and it had really impacted us personally and impacted what we did at work as well that was the whole that was a whole reason for starting the podcast and yeah just an incredible feeling and we were we were genuinely shocked weren't we
1: yeah definitely yeah and then the next one on our list is that we've nearly reached 10,000 downloads now, which is amazing. And do you know what? It's going exponential now, isn't it? And yeah, like the last it is. It's looking like we might get, even get 1,000 downloads in a week this week, which is yeah. bonkers. And like obviously, we're nowhere near the size of these big celebrities that have got podcasts. But for us, that's just absolutely amazing. And for an independent and, podcast, yeah. it, they're good numbers.
0: And it's funny because when we started, we didn't actually, like we didn't set ourselves any target. Like we didn't no. do it for the reason of like growing, you know, having a big podcast or anything. Because yeah. it, it would actually, if we'd set ourselves targets, it would have been good to have now looked back on that. But we just yeah. had no clue.
1: No, we were just winging it. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> but, you know, that is that is very exciting. We've got, got a Facebook community that's got over 350 people in there. Yeah which yeah. we need to get better at at, at sharing stuff in, but we're, we're yeah. getting there. But we, it's so great that we get that support from people because I think people, are pre, you know, you as listeners appreciate that these, this is a side project for us. We've got like day jobs and we're, it, it's very front and center for us. Like you say, it's so important to us because of our passion. But sometimes, you, you know, like we just have people that are so understanding when it's like, oh, we were gonna do this networking event. Oh no, we've had to cancel it because, you know, we're juggling yeah. it a long time, yeah. running a business and, and a family. So
0: yeah, absolutely. And a big one for me, Amy, is just us, you and I doing it together. Oh. And, you know, and that's got Better and better up for me. Yeah. And I, I think I've probably said before, like I've I've often thought about, oh, it'd be quite cool to do a podcast, but I would never would have done it on my own because no. and I find I mean, we've both done solo episodes and I really didn't like doing solo
1: episodes. <laughs> See, I love it. Give me a mic, I'm happy. But yeah, no, <laughs> I get it. I, and you know what? I feel exactly the same. Like I'm so I'm so grateful and so pleased I picked up the phone to you like 18 Mm. months ago or Mm. whatever and you were number one on my oh I'm getting Mm. emotional on my um networking list because you you know like you say we just we've just grown together haven't we through this past year or so yeah and done
0: and and other things have come
1: out of it as well like you know the courses that we run and, and stuff yeah yeah so amazing so each other, we are our biggest tadar. We yes. want to be together. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get in trouble because we're going to talk for too long. Yeah. So would, we'd,
0: so that's our tadar tada list, and to give us sort of a little teaser in terms of what's coming up and and the the little snippets that are going to be coming out. So I don't actually know what episode number it was, but um, an episode fairly, it feels like it was fairly early on. Mm. We had Camilla Ainsworth come and talk to us about um, diversity and inclusion. And so we hear a bit from her. And one of my favorite things from Camilla, which actually, I don't know whether this is a snippet that's been taken out yet, but I loved, and we've used this before, her failing forward quote. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. was something that I really took took out from from Camilla and Camilla is really big on wellness as well so um, anybody that follows her or knows her a bit more will will see that and she spends um, a lot of time talking about that so she's a real advocate for that too.
1: So we're going to hear again from a, another couple of the great guests we had so Joe Elsden who's been a great supporter of ours um, as part of Flourishing Food team. And Jane Hines, she was our first guest. Do you remember that one? Because I was having to run up and down the street because I didn't have a Wi Fi signal. Oh, yeah. yeah. And was so stressed because it was the first time we'd had a guest. But yeah. she was amazing, wasn't she? She yeah, was so fab brilliant. and yeah. got that infectious laugh. But, yeah, um, she's got yeah. so much
0: energy. Brilliant. Um, the one that the part of that episode that sticks out for me is the the Mickey Mouse cool bag. I absolutely love that. Uh,
1: walking into <laughs> the House with a Mickey Mouse, yeah, Mouse yeah. cool bag. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And of course, Flo would not miss out the bits of the prepped fruit, watermelon, pineapple being stuck in ports, watermelon not fitting in packs, and the banana puree that was stuck on a lorry. <laughs> yeah, the lorry that got stuck.
1: Flo always finds this stuff hilarious. She'll just message us and she says, I bet that's the point, isn't it? People that haven't worked in the food industry are like, oh my God, I had no idea this stuff yeah. happened. So yeah. oh, so she's 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 including some of that stuff. So. So that's some of the stuff that you're going to hear, but there'll be a lot more, um, yeah, some snippets coming up.
0: Yeah. So enjoy. We both really value resilience that we've sort of had to discover
1: in ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, we've created (laughs) somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But there's also various other things that we're, we're really passionate about. And, you know, the main thing, I guess, is working in the food industry. And we, we both have this love of, of the food industry and working in food, but also sort of recognise the, the downsides and the, the real, the, the hard side of working in the food industry. And we've both been in it for quite a long time
1: now too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's where we met, wasn't it? Yes. dips and dressings and dress for salads. And for waitrose. Yeah. For waitrose, yeah.
0: That's the only time I've ever worked with Waitrose,
1: was that dips? Sorry. yeah It's an interesting fact. Yeah. I just wasn't listening to my body. You know, I had lots of other stuff going on and, you know, my body was crying out at me, telling me to slow down. I was shattered. You know, all the signs of stress were there and I didn't listen. And I, you know, in hindsight, just thought I had to push through. Yeah, so... After about 18 months, oh God, and in that time, you know, if I think about some of the things I did, so, you know, I, I worked from home a lot of the time, so work were really good, they were supportive. But if I had to go for, to a retailer meeting, I'd have to like spend the day before in bed and the day after in bed oh to recover. God. And I, there's one specific time that I really remember when I went down to Sainsbury's, had a meeting and I could, you know, I could be well for that time because I could, the adrenaline just got me through and make up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, and yeah, got out of the meeting and just got in a black cab and I just had to lie down in the back oh of the black God. cab. And it's just like, that's what so, are you doing? That's so
0: upsetting to hear. Yeah. yeah. You're doing it in sight,
1: like suffering in silence as well. Yeah and I think that was then my wake-up call and I had a supportive line manager at the time and she kind of just said to me look take a week off and just get your head in order and that sounds really aggressive it wasn't aggressive it was really supportive (laughs) (laughs) and and in that week I realised you know I was really poorly and I took three months off um, and kind of reassessed and I made the decision not to go back into a commercial role
0: Lots of people do because it's such a privilege to work in an industry where it affects everybody that you come into contact with. Everybody buys products that we've we've had a you know we've touched in some way, which I, I love. However, I also think that is a downside of the industry because people don't really appreciate
1: all the work that goes in. And yeah, no clue. It's, it almost seems glamorous, doesn't it? And we talked yeah. about you know people think it's glamorous, but it's it's yeah. white wellies and hairnets it is and five o'clock starts or four o'clock starts yeah the mayonnaise plant we have to is. go in at three four
0: o'clock yeah and, and what you said earlier about the, the pineapple diced pineapple you know it's <laughs> it sounds funny doesn't it but it is really serious because that pineapple has only got like what five days shelf life it's yeah it's got to get to shelf pronto <laughs> can't be stuck at a port <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> serious business in retail, you become very, very blinkered on that retailer. You know, someone that I worked with at Sainsbury's used to say, if you worked at Sainsbury's, you had orange blood.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I used to say, I was the Sainsbury's account manager for years and I used to say, I bleed orange. Because <laughs> even in the as the supplier, you know, if you worked on that account, you're you, do. you know, you're living and breathing it. Um, yeah. So it really opened my eyes. And I,
0: at the same time, I, I, got a lot better as well. My health really improved and I sort of became more me. You know, I've relearned who I was. I basically launched Podology in, <clears throat> at the Allergy and Free From show in May 2012. And it was the weekend. So a very quick yes. turnaround. Yeah, it was quick. I mean, I had, yeah. the three, I had the three products, which were chocolate, chocolate orange, banoffee, and I also developed a strawberry one. So I had four products and then it was just about getting the branding together. I just used my contacts to get, to make it scalable and um, spoke to packaging people, worked with a designer that I'd worked with at, at Sainsbury's as well and lovely Mark. And yeah, just, just made it happen. And I booked the allergy show, like spent put like 2000 pounds to, to, do this allergy show. It's like, like really serious money at, at that time mm. for, for startup. up and then I realised that it was booked on the same day as my best friend's wedding, and I was bridesmaid. Oh my <laughs> god. god! So I was like, "Well, I'm just I've just got to do both." Basically, it was more sort of telling myself off, like "Get on with it, keep going," you know. And that was mm. that was my mindset um, through podology, and I, I didn't particularly look after myself very well, although I, at the time I think I thought I did. And three months later, we got the final death. Toll from Sainsbury's basically, we were definitely gonna lose the business. So I went down for another meeting with them, probably still had an eye infection. <laughs> and <laughs> the, the, the guy that I went to the meeting with, we came out and he's a very experienced commercial person and he's, he said, I've never ever seen a buyer so emotional. And she she did have tears in mm. her eyes. It was really and mm. you know, we were a small self funded brand and I knew we were losing our space to go. I enjoyed, like looking back on podology now, there was so much lovely stuff. Like, and I've, I've told you before and, and you know that, you know, I worked so closely with my, both my mum and my dad throughout that, that seven years in completely mm. different ways. So me and my mum used to do a lot of sampling and um, shows together. And we had so much fun on those, you know, it was hard work, but it was good fun. And dad worked in the, 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 our first little factory together for hours and you know my dad put so much he did all the cooking basically and he has such good memories of it he misses it terribly yeah really he'd love to set up another factory but he also likes to go on holiday so you know he'd leave me for like six (laughs) weeks at a time (laughs) over a stove of (laughs) toffee
1: i do feel like that organizations have a responsibility to foster a better culture around resilience and it not just being like using that term to say... You need to work harder and longer hours and whatever. And that being what resilience is about, I feel like it needs to be because all that does is create stress, doesn't it? And, you know, all the stats are there that like 40 percent of all sick leave is due to stress. So actually for businesses to change their culture, to be around wellness and not just this, we must deliver for the customer, we must deliver for whoever, no matter what. Yeah, that's great as part of your strategy, but it has to it can't be at, at the um what's the word I'm looking for? The
0: mercy of the Yeah, the
1: mercy of of, of the people because yeah. the people are your organization. <laughs> it is really hard. It's like in manufacturing, you know, you it's long hours and you've got to be there and crises happen all the time. So there's that chronic stress going on. So you do need to foster that kind of ways in which you will help people bolster their resilience because they're going to have to. So it's almost like actually those people that are in those jobs where they need to work the hardest and under the most stress, that's where you need to be putting the effort into helping those people
0: when you start a business it's it's so all-consuming and you put so much into it um whether that's money emotion a combination of the two (laughs) other people that you know are emotionally invested as well and you know I used to ask right right from the very beginning I'd me and my dad worked together very closely and I'd say to my dad you know how hard has this got to get before I give up and he you know he'd laugh and be like this isn't even difficult yet like (laughs) you know you've got ages to go yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know in those and I look back now and think god yeah I know who's right that was like in a little kitchen making things and they were the glory days. <laughs> yeah, you, know, was, yeah was, you
1: now look back on them I and look look back think back were it was, great yeah
0: yeah but it's um it's I don't know when that turning point is and I look back on it now and think where, where what were the warning signs mm. and uh, Obviously, the big red flags were when I was like ill. And, you know, it's probably not advisable to have babies and to keep going and not take any maternity leave. And You know, I mean, what was I doing? I Um, wish we'd
1: been in contact a bit more through those times because I would have been saying, Lucy, what are you doing? Well,
0: but that's but isn't that also a massive you just stop. I stopped talking to everybody. I I just, you know, I just didn't I didn't have time. I, I literally didn't have time.
1: I really do hope that there's going to be a lot more around it's okay to show emotions. I mean, God, I remember when we worked back then, you know, like when we were working together, there was a, oh God, you know, I'm not going to mention any names because we're on a podcast, but there was a certain (laughs) commercial manager that I worked with that, and yeah, anyway, (laughs) I'm like, oh, don't (laughs) mention any names, Amy, that made, like proper made me cry. And then he went and like spoke to my boss about it, and kind of was like, um, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if Amy's cut out for this because Whoa. you know whatever." And it's like, you know, looking back on it, then you just, you know, that that is not a very nice culture, is it at all? No, and just it's want not. To foster that, and you know, like I'm not think... advocating crying at work every day, but no, it, you but know, accepting it's okay, that
0: it's okay, you know. Yeah.
1: When you get down to the grassroots of what helps you feel more resilient, it is softer things like looking after yourself and and asking for help. And, you know, literally things like moving your body, getting fresh air every day, the things that that help you to be in a better place.
0: It's like it's all the really obvious things, isn't it? Like yeah. but they are always the hardest things because they're the easiest things to just drop.
1: Yeah it's the highs and the lows it's all emotions it's yeah, quite hard to
0: it's also kind of opening up you know talking about the fact that we have been up. through these things <laughs> yeah yeah that we've messed up and and that's quite difficult to admit
1: mm. well it's the vulnerability thing but you know my hope is that by opening up like this and talk you know the little bits that we are doing it will help other people
3: So I found the name of the baby food buyer at one of the biggest supermarkets, Asta, I'll tell you, mm-hmm. and rang in and they said, no, sorry, Gemma's not available. Do you need to email in? So I, I rang up and pretended to be Jane in accounts. That's honestly how I got in. <laughs> and I rang Talk three number times. One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do this. Um, because it really pees them off. Yeah. Um, so I pretended to be Jane in accounts. rang reception and got put to food. And that was that was actually nine years ago. And so I spoke to the lovely lady called, you never forget the name of your first buyer. Mm. I spoke to Gemma. And so I spoke to her about an hour and she said, yeah, come over, come over, come and see me. So she, I was like, when? She said, like, tomorrow. And I thought, oh my God. So I made up <laughs> an excuse and said, I can't do tomorrow. So I ended up going over the following week um, and I went, I dressed my dad in a suit. So he's my business partner. <laughs> and I spent the whole week pureeing and cooking Got my daughter's um, I can remember it clearly Got my daughter's Mickey Mouse lunch bag Put all these purees in And went over to the head office Genuinely thinking That that would get me A lunch with them
1: <laughs> <laughs> It didn't <laughs> But it's that, it sounds like You're quite a brave person You know that That was quite a brave thing to do Well Yeah, yeah. Well there's a fine precedent. line <laughs> Yeah but there's a fine
3: line Between brave and stupid um, And <laughs>
0: And how do you how do you manage that? Because you're such a bubbly, you're laughing, you know. Even when you know when we say it's been a bumpy road, you're you're still laughing. You, you can see the humor in it. Is that one of your coping mechanisms? Is that has that been sort of what's seen you
1: through?
3: Yes, yeah that that and gin, yeah. And <laughs> um, no, <laughs> but seriously, it, it it's. I think you have to be an eternal optimist to get through it i really do i think and there's so many pitfalls there are a lot of highs you know it's not all yeah. negative mm-hmm. and we and one of the things my husband said early on is because we suddenly realized it's like the biggest roller coaster you have to celebrate the highs when they come yeah and, yeah. and almost forget tomorrow so you know it is a roller coaster so when when you achieve something celebrate it because it's you're never going to stay on that top there's going to be you know the roller coaster is going to fall off a cliff edge at some stage and it's about knowing that I guess not expecting everything to be great and then picking yourself back up when it's at the bottom
4: you know it's increasingly difficult to be honest about you know the Hardships of business because it's seen as being a failure or you doing something wrong, but um, yeah. I think that that's the best thing that you can do to actually a problem shared is a problem halved. That's what I always think
0: it, it definitely is, yeah. And and you're so right because so many people have you know, in inverted commas, failures mm. and then you know, do something else and you know, might fail again, in inverted commas, but eventually. They could be hugely successful, and then you only actually—well, everybody else only remembers the the success story, of course. Um, I, and it's
4: yeah, fail forward. That's 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 yes. my um, thought process when it comes to it. So obviously now I don't even really think about the barcode situation and at that no. time I was like oh my lord like how am I actually going to get past this and now yeah. you know a year and a half later whatever I'm, I'm thinking oh like what was that I remembered what it was but it's not giving me
1: PTSD or anything like that exactly <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And, at and the, the time
1: is, it feels like the world's gonna end I I've had similar things I'd um yeah. I, where, where pineapple you know, was in a port <laughs> pineapple in a port where, yeah yeah but also you know recalls because the roll stick has been on a pack or whatever yeah. and it properly feels like the end of the world in that moment doesn't it and, yeah yeah
4: yeah so for me imposter syndrome was mainly based on people's external opinion so it never it didn't start Um, inside me like at the start it was more like people were like oh like you're only 22 when I started my business I was 22 and that was kind of the narrative that was surrounding me it was like oh she's 22 like there was a lot of doubt around whether I had um what it takes because of my age and I feel like once you told that collectively and over a long period of time like that was the whole narrative of the apprentice like can she do it she's so young and it kind of just infiltrates a little bit into you know it gets to the point where you do start to think oh actually like if everyone else is thinking that like I wasn't actually thinking that I love that. When I went into Holland and Barrett not long after we launched, I'd obviously bought my own product because let's be honest, everyone does like in the, by the bucket loads at the start. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) and the girl behind the till was like, Oh, this has been flying off the shelves. Apparently it's like really nice. And I was like, Oh, like that's, and I didn't like. I was grinning like a Cheshire cat, and I was like, "Do I say it? Do I say it? Don't say it!" And I was like, "I made it," (laughs) and she was like, "Oh, Um, uh, yeah." That was a a good feeling that I don't think I'll forget anytime soon.
0: Yeah, and and they're the kind of things that you don't get in other Mm. industries, you know. And that's what I love about the food industry because it is so emotive, isn't it? We everybody, everybody has to eat, and everybody has to drink, and everybody has an opinion about it, and it's it's. That is the, the joy of it, I think. Mm. So, yeah.
1: um, so, There's highs and there's lows and it's all over the place. So, so with that in mind, Camilla, how do you kind of look after yourself with the, the stress of working in that sort of industry? Mm.
4: Um, so for me, I've kind of refined my routine um over the last few months and I'm a big believer in journaling I love to journal in the mornings um I always used to like brush it off and say you know I haven't got time um (laughs) but like you've always got time to fill in a three minute journal in the morning it just kind of helps me to just brain dump everything that I'm feeling thinking worrying about Um, so that I can go back to it and look in like a week's time and think, see, you're not worrying about that anymore. So that kind of keeps me um, on track. Like for me, um, exercising like in the evening now doesn't work for me. Um, It has to be the morning or it doesn't happen. And as soon as you identify that, you stop wasting your time and even trying in the evening. Uh, Whereas it used to be the case, I'd go to the gym every day at six o'clock. And now there's absolutely no way I'm in bed for 9pm. Like I am. I'm 25 going on 95. That's all my
2: friends say. (laughs) Then, yeah, so last year, a friend of mine who I met at the co op, Cam Cameron, he in lockdown really tried to just make make a difference by helping people in the industry. I think he felt really passionate about, you know graduates who were coming out of college in a really, really difficult time. And he took it upon himself to set up this little mentoring scheme, just put a little post on LinkedIn to say if anyone's interested, like I'd love to help you. And he was absolutely overwhelmed and did this incredible job on his own of setting up, I'm not sure how many, like over 50 mentoring relationships
1: um,
2: of of people studying food with, with people with experience in the industry. And You know, there was never like an end goal with them. It was just this is something that'd be really great to do. And independently. Myself and another girl, Catherine, um, reached out to him to say, look, don't know what your plans are, but if it's something that you're interested in keeping going, we'd love to help you. So we got our heads together. um, And before we knew it, we sort of created Flourishing Food. So Flourishing Food um, is all based on the original founding idea that Cameron had. And it's really to bring people at the start of their careers together people who are studying for a career in food and just want a bit of help to know a little bit more about the industry what roles might they be able to do whether they be in product development technical nutrition sales or marketing and i think we're all really passionate about giving something back and and sort of helping so we we launched it we launched flourishing food sort of the earlier part of the year Um, i think we've got around 80 live partnerships now which are working really really well and we've just reopened the window for new students because obviously september october people are coming back to uni we've got loads of new students who'll be just starting on their journey so the window is open
0: And I, and I think as adults, because the two, the two TED talks that I listened to were very much focused at like an educational level. I felt that like they were talking to like um, people that were teaching children. But mm-hmm. I was like, I think lots of adults need to hear this because yeah. if you've grown up in that mindset, yes, you need to know. It's you know, it's never too late, is it? We can, we we've all got time to learn. Yeah, I
1: read something over the weekend about you know the the saying you can't teach an old dog new tricks it's not true like it's proven that that those different neural pathways can be created at any age so you this growth mindset you can develop it at any age it's all about the effort that you put in and the and the willingness to keep trying and keep trying and creating yeah. those new neural pathways and then it was kind of also around when something's a challenge I always used to hate that when people would be like there's a problem it's a challenge you know <laughs> we've got you know a retailer's phoned up and it's uh, we've got a problem no no it's a challenge but actually there's a big part of that that is part of this neuroplasticity in terms of reframing it so it is it's an, it's a challenge it's an opportunity yes I can remember many a boss phoning me up and saying we've got an opportunity Amy and you're like oh what now <laughs> It's I'd either a watermelon about. or a pineapple. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. It is for all of my stories.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, have I ever told the story about when the the um, lorry got stuck in the field when we were having a delivery of um, banana puree? I was just trying to think, and what other
1: yeah fruit related? No, really
0: <laughs> Go on. Oh well, I actually wasn't there, so my, my it was. This is when we were producing pedology ourselves, and um, we used to get our first unit was in this tiny little.
1: In, in the inverted field, commerce basically. factory. It was yeah. literally in a field. It yeah, used uh, to be
0: a, a lab where they tested the salt that was on the brine fields.
1: I remember I came to visit and it yeah. was like, well, down this dirt track and you're like, oh, where am I going?
0: It's, it li- <laughs> literally is in the middle of nowhere. And um, so we used to get these big lorries coming and delivering pallets of coconut milk, banana puree and all this kind of stuff for, for our dessert. And thankfully, I wasn't there this day. Mum and dad were there because I was maybe at a show or something. And um, Dad sent me this picture of this lorry stuck in the field
1: <laughs> Flipping
0: and to get out, sometimes they had to sort of go off the the track. it was literally like a gravel track, reverse slightly into the field to then be in the, the right position to be able to drive out, and basically he'd put his back wheels into the field and just got stuck.
1: Oh, God.
0: and he had to sleep. <laughs> in the lorry overnight and then the next day had to be rescued oh god that is a bad day isn't it <laughs> thanks again for listening everybody really hope you enjoyed this anniversary episode um if you do enjoy listening to the podcast it would mean so much to us both for you to give us a review on apple and preferably a five star <laughs> review because this really helps us And we would just be so appreciative. So if you do listen, we would be so grateful if you could review us. Thanks so much.
1: Yeah, because it actually makes a real difference to the reach that the podcast yeah, gets. It does um, based on the number of reviews it gets. And I
0: hadn't, I hadn't actually realised that. So yeah,
1: yeah. And with that in mind, we are going to run a competition uh, or a giveaway. I don't know what you technically call it alongside the um, anniversary episode. So head over to social media. We will be posting that all over our Instagram and LinkedIn. And we will talk about it in the Facebook group as well. Um, but you'll get a chance to win some time with us. We've got some other prizes that lovely. Thank you lovely to food those people. Yeah. Have, and thank you. Thank you. And a PT session as well with our lovely assistant Steph that that works with us but also works as a PT. So thank you to everybody that has uh,
2: donated. has
1: donated, that's the word. Thanks, Lucy, <laughs> those prizes. And yeah, go ahead and take a listen. And in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with either me or Lucy, please do.
0: Yeah, we're on LinkedIn and love to hear from everybody. So thank you so much. See you next time.
3: See you next time.